Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Get ready to take notes because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Abigail Johnson. Welcome to Education America, where we are working to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Join our conversation. K-12 education is the playing field where the battle is on for the future of our country. And as the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, succinctly stated, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. So glad to have you here tonight and wonderful again to have Abigail Johnson, yes. my, my tremendous sidekick co-host. Yes. Yeah. As we endure Spring is coming, everyone. Yeah. Spring is coming. We hope so. I'm sitting here crossing I my hope fingers. hope it's better than last year's. <laughs> yes. So tonight we have an amazing guest on the podcast, and we're so thankful that he is joining us. Uh, we have high school teacher Andrew Banker. He was a teacher at Harding High School. Um, you all may be aware that this high school has been in the news recently um, due to a series of violent events that led to the fatal stabbing of student Devin Scott, as well as the shooting at his memorial service that injured three more people. Mr. Banker was brought on. His specialty is chemistry. And he was brought on to the school in 2019 and is one of the staff members that unfortunately um, witnessed these events and was participating in calling the authorities. And um, we're so glad that he is here today just to tell the story of what has happened here and hopefully how we can help people clamor for change because we want this school to be safe for these kids. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you tonight, Andrew. Mm -hmm. And, um, I might just say on air that we have a fun personal connection. Andrew yeah. is actually good friends with my uh, daughter-in-law, I think, is really the first connection, right? Yeah, I knew Emily before. Yeah, you knew Emily before Nils. And so um, my wonderful son, Nils's wife. And so I met you at my grandson's first birthday party last mm-hmm. year. That's right. Yeah. So Yeah, but do you guys, any of you have friends like Rebecca? Going anywhere with her in public is mm-hmm. hilarious because right. you always get sidetracked by about 16 people (laughs) it's so funny and i'm sure every listener who hears me is like oh my gosh i have that friend i can't go anywhere with them because they get peeled off about five different Mm -hmm. times by oh i know this person and i know this person you are i've never i've never even thought of that oh really it makes me laugh 
And I it can't also even think of a time that's happened with you. So oh, I'm like, what are you talking about? I have a list. Everyone. Okay, <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been around a long time. Yeah. You have a lot of friends, <laughs> which is great. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, Andrew, after the pandemic, you were excited to have your students back in the classroom, um, but you had no idea of the violence that was soon going to be taking place, right? Mm. And I'd like it if you could just share with us, you know, some of the things that you witnessed that was concerning and was this was this um spring of 2021 then or spring of 2022 so i got most involved spring of 2022 2022 um, okay 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 yeah we started it uh back in person fall of 2021 Mm -hmm. um and i mean i i had just really started my teaching career so i had student taught at harding oh uh, fall of 2019 okay um then took a position there uh, the following spring, but we went right into uh, pandemic and lockdown and uh, distance learning, all that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a lot of time to really try my hand uh, at a physical classroom. Right. It was just for about three months until mm-hmm. March when everything closed down. Um, we also were on strike during those months. Oh my so gosh, a lot you poor guy. Your first year of <laughs> first teaching. Year was, yeah. Oh my goodness. It was, it was a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah. So then we went into distance learning and we felt like we were all reinventing the wheel, trying to figure out how to do that. Um, so then fall of 2022, or fall of 2021, sorry. Yes, yeah. Um, was when we were back in person. Yeah, okay. So we're back in person. We're trying to uh, create a welcoming environment. We're trying to get students used to interacting again. And, um, and I mean, it was it was mostly just really exciting at first because it was exciting to have everybody in the building again. You get to feel, yeah. that, feel that energy of yeah. everyone being together. Right. Um. So then that fall uh, was when there was the first gun incident. Um, mm-hmm. And at, at Harding, during that year, we kind of refer to the year in terms of which gun incident. Oh, my happened. goodness. That's so hard. That's so sad. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Was, it, was, a really, it was a really rough year. And, and the first instance that happened was definitely um, shocking and, and sobering. But I, I guess it didn't it didn't hit me the same way that it did later on with the second and third mm-hmm. incidents that happened in the spring. Um, and so why do you think that is? Because it was, you thought it was such an anomaly maybe. Yeah. Cause it was the first one. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is, this is just a really terrible one-off thing. That right. Happened. Sure. Um, and I think at that point I, I had a lot more willingness to say like, Oh, they're going to do something about this mm-hmm. and uh, things are going to change. Um, but after the second and third time was where, it it created a lot of cognitive dissonance for me where it's like, okay, whatever they're trying obviously is not, not working. working. And mm-hmm. so there, there needs to be, needs to be more pressure and there needs to be something else mm-hmm. tried. Um, so I know that there were some colleagues of mine after the first incident that they tried to create a, what's called a letter of directive, which is a list of demands for administration mm-hmm. uh, to, to do something. Yeah. And they were silenced in that process. Um, I didn't know about this until later on when I had my own experience. But, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, then later, uh, I think. Early, Do you know how they were silenced? Were they kind of just threatened? Right. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they were they were basically put under formal investigation with the district. So they okay. had to they had to like sit in a meeting and um, talk about what they had done what was um, the charge against them to care about their kids and not want to uh an environment that is unsafe right yeah. i actually i don't know the details of what happened in their okay. specific meeting yeah um 
I just yeah. know that I just know that they you knew they that didn't go been forward. Attempt, yes, and yeah. they had mm-hmm. not been necessarily been well. Not only not only not listened to, but then investigated. That's, yeah, that's exactly. a threat. Yeah, right? there's, there's a difference between <laughs> yeah. just ignoring someone who's being yeah. an issue and yeah. then like actively making sure that they can't. That they're scared to speak up right. about it. Yes. Because, this uh, is what we call in in the legal field, yeah. field the chilling effect. Yes. Right, a very you know? mm-hmm. very chilling mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so and it, and then. Because it's happened to me as well, I know the feeling of like when you get the the documents, they give you a letter of directive of things that you need to demands that they're making of you as far as what you talk about and don't talk about with your with your colleagues. And oh, so then yeah. it really puts you in this place of like, am I going to lose my job if I do this wrong? Right. And so it, it makes you less willing to have those conversations because you're not sure what's in bounds and what's out of bounds. Right. Um, yeah. Based on all that. It's so vague. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Su- super mm-hmm. vague. So then in the spring, when the second gun incident happened, that was the one where there was a student holding another student at gunpoint in the bathroom for, for like a long time. It, and it ended up being a BB gun, not a real gun, but that's still extremely yes. dangerous yeah. nonetheless. Um, yeah. And I think because I saw the, the social media video at that time, I think that's probably why it hit me in a different way as well. Yeah. Um, and just and talking to my students and seeing how scared they were. Um, yeah. And how they didn't want to go use the bathroom in our school because they, uh, because that had happened. Um, can you imagine not feeling like you can even go to the bathroom during the school day? I mean, right, just yeah. <laughs> the basic human stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so at that point was where I started to get a lot more involved, um, and I. I started out by just asking my students some questions about like where they feel safe in the building and where they don't feel safe in the building mm-hmm. um, and what their expectations are of us as the teachers and as um, the administration in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I had some, some survey results of, of kind of their perspective, but there was, those were just my students. Um, and so mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't representative and I, uh, and I hoped that other teachers would be able to kind of get more uh, information because mm-hmm. I think one of the one of the strange things was that uh, after the first incident and after the second incident, um, like our principal would get on a live Google Meet that goes out to all the classrooms and she would talk about what happened and how we were going to move forward. But one of her main points was always like you as the students, you know more and you know earlier than Mm -hmm. we do as Mm -hmm. the teachers and admin. Mm -hmm. So please let us know if anything happens. Okay. Um, Which I think is true. Mm -hmm. I I think it's absolutely Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. And I think it's extremely irresponsible to say that and then (laughs) not actively learn from your students exactly because if they know more and they know sooner but you're not asking them what like what they know then you have no idea how big the iceberg is um and so i think uh i think it was really irresponsible for them to not uh to not invite students and families to be a part of the conversation early and try to understand even what they're dealing with right I, i went to like a parent listening circle happened after the third incident and there were parents saying, like, yeah, my son tells me all the time that his friends bring, like, knives to, mm. to school. Mm. And so if that's the knowledge that the students have, but us as teachers and admin are totally blind to it, then 
then we don't even know what could happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and it also then gives the kids a sense of, well, why would I, why would I even bother telling you if I don't think you're going to do anything about it anyway? I mean, did they yeah. have that sense maybe? or I, I don't know. I, yeah. I would be really curious to ask students how, how yeah. that feels because yeah. I know that there was like, there's a tip line and that's how a lot mm. of these instances were, uh, someone would make the administration aware of it through the, through the tip line, part okay. of the, like, the district safety okay. um, protocol. But the tip line is a passive system. And mm-hmm. so you're only getting what people happen to tell you as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, a more proactive system of trying to figure out what's, what's going on, on overall right. in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I don't know how many students here are even aware of that tip line. I don't yeah. know if they feel like it's useful mm-hmm. or helpful. Um, it's, it's hard to know when you don't have feedback loops right. about those types of mm-hmm. things and how they're, mm-hmm. how well they're working, how well they're not working, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is now spring of 2022, mm-hmm. right? And you've done this survey, you reach out to some of the other staff members and ask maybe, can you consider doing this? And that's when you get your letter. Is mm. that right? Um, yeah. What was what was the inciting incident? Um, okay. So the survey was its own thing that, that came first. I also spoke at a student walkout. Okay. I didn't even share any of my own personal views. I just said, hey, if you need help contacting the administration or the district administration, right. I would be happy to help you contact them. Right. Um, Such a terrible thing to say. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, on the edge. Um, and so then the, the culminating thing was that I talked to my union and ask them what is like in my lane to do to make change at in mm-hmm. my building. Mm-hmm. And because I was thinking maybe there's like someone at the, in the union that like can work with me and we can collaborate and do something. Sure. Um, that makes sense. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I, but after talking to them, they said like, yeah, basically like you are the union, like you as you as a union member are the person that creates the change and so oh. if you want something to happen you you need to organize it hmm. um and okay. i said okay like is there any format that that, that happens in um and they said that they they suggested the letter of directive okay. as that list of demands you make of administration uh-huh. um, i didn't know that the first letter of directive got shut down i don't oh, know if they right. knew that mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but I put together a Google document, uh, tried to make it as democratic as possible, created a timeline. I said, like, I want every all the st- all the teachers and staff in the building to to give as many ideas as you can possibly think of mm-hmm. of demands we could make for administration. Mm-hmm. And then once we have an exhaustive list, then we can actually vote on them. And then whichever ideas are the most represented, we can bring those to admin and say, mm-hmm. like, the staff in your building think these things need to happen Mm -hmm. um, and be able to say that with some authority. Mm -hmm. Um, So that document uh, ended up being seen by the principal Mm -hmm. and uh, about a day later. And so it didn't actually even get traction. Like there weren't a lot of other people that were able to contribute their ideas because she saw the document. And then once I saw that she saw the document, I let people know, like, don't, don't go yeah. near this document. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I knew that mm-hmm. I was on, mm-hmm. on the hook at that point because mm-hmm. basically uh, 20 minutes after she saw the document, I got – I don't know if it was 20 minutes. It was it was a few – less than a few hours. Yeah. Um, but I got an email from an HR consultant person 
or HR staff member mm-hmm. from the district saying you are under investigation. You cannot speak to anybody about uh, about any of this, and you can't have any retribution towards anyone who brought this up. Wow! Um, wow! And so, just sitting there on a Saturday, be thinking. What did I get myself I just, into? <laughs> I just started my career and yeah. I'm finally back in person yep. and I care about my students and mm-hmm. I'm trying to help them. And then this is what happens to me. And now I might lose my job. That's got to be a very yeah, bad exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the administration hadn't created any space for us to do that collaboration. Right. And I mean, one of the things that I think is the saddest is that no one ever picked up the phone and said like, hey, Andrew, right. I can tell you mm-hmm. care about this. Let's collaborate. Right. Yeah. It was just right. like radio silence until bam, you're under yeah. investigation. And yeah. I, yeah. I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's just such a we versus them mm-hmm. way to do it. Yeah. That's, it's not leadership. No. Yeah. And what does that tell mm-hmm. you as teachers the level of concern about not just the student's safety, but your own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's I just, right. I cannot get past the number of of incidences that I read about or hear about through personal experience with, you know, friends and Mm -hmm. people that these things are are happening. They're Mm -hmm. undeniably happening Mm -hmm. that this is an unsafe environment where kids are. This feels like an easy win. Mm -hmm. We all want there to be no guns in schools. I mean, Mm -hmm. you should be able to go up to any adult and Mm -hmm. say, do you think that kids should be scared for their safety in school? Or going to the bathroom? It it should be like (laughs) everyone should Mm -hmm. say, absolutely not. This this should be their minimum. We can Mm -hmm. disagree on them. A myriad of, of other things. Yeah, absolutely. But children should not be afraid to use the restroom. Yeah. Children should not be afraid right. for their safety in school. So if this absolutely. is happening mm-hmm. and the administration does nothing, mm-hmm. what does that say about their response to that yeah. question? And it, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, and I mean, that's that's why I left in the end. Was mm-hmm. it, I, I would have stayed if I was part of something collaborative mm-hmm. and generative and creative and yeah. that where we were making some changes and um but it was the fact that my participation my engagement in the topic got me silenced and shut down it just it's a, it's a very helpless feeling to, yeah. to to put your neck out there and for for you to just be uh just cold shut down shut down yeah, yeah. um i want to talk about what you shared um at least with Jody ahead of time that mm-hmm. there were like 40 to 70 kids that were really roaming the halls, not going to class. Mm. Um, that sounds like that started right away in the fall, right when you returned to in-person learning. Yeah. And that was taking place kind of throughout the year. To what degree do you feel that that, like, I have no idea, were these kids that were involved in this stabbing, were they of that group of kids that was roaming the hallways? You know, to what degree does that contribute to right. What you were seeing with this violence, I can't imagine that it would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, and I think, like, I've been doing some subbing this uh, this spring, and so okay. I've been in other buildings, and I've seen how other buildings approach mm-hmm. uh, hallways and approach cell phones and approach all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it it's pretty obvious to me at this point that like that that is a symptom of a failed environment mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have mm-hmm. that many kids um, that are that probably feel like they don't have a place in the classroom or that are uh, they're 
that they don't see any reason to be in the classroom mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or and and then but they're still in the building and they're still wandering around and they're still doing something and it's mm -hmm. just it's a lot of open space uh mm -hmm. for that's it's it's unstructured and unsupervised um and so and it's also just, just disruptive to all the other classes right. that are that are going on because they're probably loud yeah, They're probably they're, laughing and having a good time. And right, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we all know. I mean, teenagers are the wisest right. among us. They should right. have loads of unsupervised, unstructured right. time. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's probably not. We And again, you can right. disagree on you know, and what different about kids in different situations. Right. But mm -hmm. yeah. generally speaking, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. supervision is good. Structure right. is good yeah. Yeah, and to I, some extent. I think also just like. Uh, actual academic support to to make the school somewhere yes. where these these students are getting the help they need. Like I, mm -hmm. I think there was just a lot of assumptions made coming back after the pandemic. So you had these students coming in that uh, had missed a huge chunk of instruction, and then sure. but then they're in a classroom where things are kind of going as 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 they would have in 2018, mm -hmm. and and the academic frustration and kind of the. Mm -hmm. uh, the feeling of like I'm not supposed to be here, or like mm -hmm. I can't handle this, like mm -hmm. those kind of feelings. You can you can imagine why a student wouldn't want to be in a classroom where yes. they feel like they're not up to the task. Right. They have a negative relationship with the teacher, mm -hmm. and there's no like clear consequences on what happens if they're in the hallways. Right. So it's like those mm -hmm. those snowballing effects uh, yeah. definitely lead, led to a lot of chaos in the hallways. And mm -hmm. I, I know for a fact that it's not just Harding that had oh, that yeah. issue in 2021 or mm -hmm. 2022 or 2023. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, other buildings in, in the district have the same have the same issues. And so I've even been told about buildings in other districts that have the same issues. Yeah. 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 Right. So, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a it's not limited to St. Paul. It's not limited to St. Paul. Mm -hmm. And it is a tough, uh, it's, it's a tough problem to address. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, again, it's not like it's easy. It's not like there's a simple answer to it, yeah. but, mm -hmm. um, but it's, you have to, you have to do something because that, that chaotic energy that ends up in the hallways, uh, is, is just a very easy, like place for, for some, for a terrible situation to yeah. occur. Well, and I mean, for even for anyone at that age, unsupervised, unstructured time is just mm -hmm. not where the best best things are going to happen. And again, this is stuff that as adults and anyone who is or has been a parent generally knows mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, my kid still needs supervision. They might and they might be the best kid in the world, mm -hmm. but too much free time, too much, mm -hmm. you know, time alone or without an adult checking in, you know, and again, this isn't home time or the weekend. We're talking about you're supposed to be at school. You're supposed to be learning yeah. things. Um, yeah. And again, it just feels like we're going back to things that 10 to 15 years ago, you should be able to talk to anyone on the street and say, hey, do you feel like when kids are in school, they should be in the classroom, whether mm -hmm. that's in a standard class or if they mm -hmm. need academic support and help mm -hmm. then, you know, especially, you know, the right. school that they're in should be providing an environment where they can actually learn yeah. basic things of that are there's structure to some extent and there's safety. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, and I do, I just, basic. I don't quite seems basic. fathom yeah. how we've lost the thread mm -hmm. on this mm -hmm. so much because it is, it's complicated, especially with these, a lot of these kids, particularly, and this is something you and I have, mm -hmm. Rebecca talked about a ton in Minneapolis and St. Paul, you know, we were going, who's advocating for these kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, this them. is, I mean, these schools in, in some cases, 
these schools are the only safe place that these kids have. Right. This is supposed to be, you know, connecting with their teachers and mm-hmm. the administration should be a positive interaction for them. And we are locking them out. Right. And we're keeping them at home, which in some situations is not a great environment. Yeah. In the name of trying in the name to of, help them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that makes and sense. And so they to took me. two yeah. years off of school. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Right. <laughs> you cannot yeah. begin to reteach chemistry as though, well, we just came back from Christmas break. Yeah. This exactly. two years is not Christmas break. Exactly. There's some real mm-hmm. academic detriments Losses. that have happened, which I'm thankful yeah. that some people were willing to talk about at the mm-hmm. time. And now some news media outlets are willing to and, start recognizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I, I was pretty late to the game, but I, I was definitely advocating for uh, students to have as normal of a schooling as possible uh, at least at fall of 2021. But there mm-hmm. were there were scientists and, and folks talking about how important that would have been. Yeah. Um, and so looking back on it, I think it is just, it is one of the saddest pitfalls of mm-hmm. like what our country and our society chose to do. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think that these students who were already had the largest achievement gaps yep. in, in, the, in the cities yeah. um, were the ones that were, uh, that were kept from school the longest. Yep, and yep, so the, yep. pe- the people that had the means to go to schools that stayed open, those were the ones that had the least disruption. And Absolutely. And not only that, but even when the other ones were online, mm-hmm. um, they had more support at home. Exactly. These kids, yeah. when they tried to do online school, what a joke that was. Most of right. them didn't have the support. Exactly. You know, Your parents I, working two, three jobs. Yeah. yeah. I've frequently told the story that I was um, at a restaurant in the fall of 2020 when mm-hmm. COVID was most, most of the schools were closed and um, we were thankfully open, but we were private so we could do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a little boy at a booth in a restaurant, looked to be about seven or eight years old, trying to do something on his iPad. Yeah. And I'm sure his mom or dad worked somewhere in the restaurant. I never saw anybody check on him. We were there for probably an hour and a half, almost two hours. Nobody ever checked on him the whole time. And I just thought this poor kid is probably trying to do school. All and this poor parent this, is trying you know, to yeah. make make their rent check or yeah. Their yeah, whatever right. it they is. Had and to take ju- them. They didn't want to leave them home alone. But you just right. think, right. Like, right. okay, but in you know, what world, yeah. you know, this seven or eight-year-old is not going to be able yeah. to do this on their own. Right. And that's the frustration. Um, yeah. You know, we are running so short uh, on time here. I can, we we should have done a second show with you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things I guess I'd like to talk about is um, what do you feel can be done differently? I kind of want to end on a positive note yeah. here in the sure. last minute or so. Yeah. I mean, I guess one of the things that I think is really interesting, and I don't know if this is if this is made publicly available, but there was a listening session for the district um, where a a few hundred parents and students Mm and um, families and teachers came and spoke and 63 people spoke. So there was a, there was a lot to be said. It was like three hours long. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, it was beautiful to see people show up and, Mm -hmm. and care about their, the education of their kids and care about the context that their kids are learning. Um, And it was also really fascinating to hear the, the wide range of, perspectives that people had Mm -hmm. um and so you had you had students and you had parents and you had teachers who were saying we need cops back in school yeah you also had students and parents and teachers saying uh we there's reasons why we asked for cops to not be in school Mm -hmm. and i i didn't know these things but Mm -hmm. there was there was a pretty brutal interaction with a student 
with a police officer and a student at Central mm-hmm. High School a few mm-hmm. years back. And okay. I, I didn't have that historical context until right. that night. Um, and so they, so other people are saying, uh, like restorative justice is a is a different form of accountability that we could that we could implement. And I know I know you all have a lot to say about that as well. Yeah, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and would be happy to talk longer about that. Yeah. We may um, have to schedule. Another we may have to schedule another show because <laughs> yeah. we, we are literally it. down to oh, fifty sorry. seconds. So yeah. I think we actually have to kind of wind it up here. So I Andrew, guess the yeah. the last thing I would say is just you need the input of the community yes. because if you don't tell them what the trade offs are, then of course people are enraged and disappointed mm-hmm. when things go south. Like get people involved so that at least when things go south, they are they were part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, Andrew, we applaud you for standing up for what's best for these kids and for speaking out. And we wish you the best as mm-hmm. you proceed in your career. And we do hope to, we'll end up having you back again. That'd be lovely. And um, Abigail, always great to be with you. Yes. And we invite our listeners to listen to this show or any other podcast at savetheclassroom.com. And you can find us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good stuff. Thanks, folks. Have a good night. Good night.